I wanted to uh, do that one tonight because God pouring out His Spirit. That's this coming Sunday. It's Pentecost Sunday. No, 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 no. It's the birthday of the church. And uh, to me, that's a special day. Fifty days after Passover. They tarried in Jerusalem and waited in the upper room for ten days after Jesus ascended back. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they was in one accord in one place. I still believe today that's still the biggest key is getting the church in one accord. And I'm not talking about a Honda neither. Amen. Uh, it seems like it, we come to worship. Somebody's mind, one person's mind's wandering over this way. Somebody else's mind's wandering over that. Somebody's sitting there thinking about what you got to do tomorrow. Somebody uh, concerned about what you didn't get done today. All those things affects worship. They all affect worship. They affect the moving of the spirit. Uh, I know some. Some Pentecostal people think if you get a song sung fast enough, it'll break everything through, but that don't break everything through. Hallelujah. I know anointing is not, uh, not, uh, not in a fast song. That's not a, key to, that's not a key to anointing. Hallelujah. We've got to be in one mind and one accord. Uh, I, got, uh, I was contacted this past week, and uh, I had forgotten about something because we haven't been able to participate the past two years because of our situation. But uh, uh, some of you, uh, of the older ones, will remember uh, we uh, have been involved with a Pentecostal Sunday celebration uh, with a group of uh, area churches, black and white, and more more black than white, really, uh, uh, there's only about three or four uh, white churches uh, involved, and uh, we haven't been able to participate in that. And uh, I was called uh, and uh, the other night and uh, uh, given a special invitation for um, for us to um, to be there. And um, I, I feel I really do feel like in my spirit that it would be well worth. Uh, uh, calling off uh, our Sunday night service here so we can go uh, and uh, take a part in that. One of the most powerful younger voices of Pentecost following in the foots of his father, uh, grandfather rather, excuse me, is going to be the main speaker, Joel Urson. Uh, this young man is awesome. Um, delivery of the word, and uh, he's going to be coming down, um, uh, and he'll be the main speaker that night. Service will be at five o'clock on Sunday night. They start service at five, uh, uh, so uh, and it's going to be a Pentecost celebration. They have rented a uh, big uh, uh, building. Uh, it's a Church of God building over on Hyman Street. Uh, I will give you the full address to it um, uh, Sunday. 
but uh, it's where it's going to be at, and uh, I, I definitely want to be involved in this. And uh, we've seen some powerful services in these Pentecost Sunday uh, celebrations, so um, uh, we're going to uh, try to take part in that on this coming Sunday night. And I hope that uh, you can go. It's kind of, kind of, in a way, uh, similar uh, what uh, 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 Brother Douglas is going to the AWCF, except people's going to be there from all over the world. But you're going to see people from all over the um, uh, Middle Tennessee churches and coming together, pretty good-sized crowd of people worshiping God and uh, and talking about uh, and ministering about the uh, uh, Pentecost and um, what it is and everything. So uh, that will be Sunday night at 5 o'clock. So I hope that you can make it. We're going to uh, call off our service uh, to do so. Um, I do have uh, my my iPhone here, but I'm not uh, texting. Uh, and I'm not, on, I'm not on Facebook, but uh, I'm going to be using that. Uh, to um, control, uh, that's amazing what, what you can do nowadays with electronics, ain't it? Hallelujah. Most of the time I use my iPad, and I forgot my iPad and left it in the house. I, didn't, I was not able to come go home. I had to come straight here when I parked my bus, so I said, well, I just have to use my phone tonight to do that. Uh, we're in the midst of a series, and it's, so far it's been really good, and uh, uh, it's really, I mean, it's not nothing if you've been in the church for any time. It's not nothing that you uh, have not heard before. Most of it you know. Um, but uh, uh, we need to, uh, the Word says, stir up our minds, our pure minds, by way of remembrance. And, um, and we do got some new ones uh, uh, that I um, uh, haven't heard the teaching, Brother Donald some, and we are working on this. We're going to be on it for some time. Spiritual warfare, the conflict between light and darkness. Uh, we are definitely in a warfare today. We're in a battle. Uh, it's a struggle. And um, it takes all we have within us sometimes. Uh, and... Uh, the battles that we're fighting, and the devil knows he don't have but such a sh- but but a short time, amen. So he is he is fighting. Now we're, we've started off this study, uh, spiritual warfare, the conflict between the light and darkness, uh, on Satan himself, uh, Satan, the enemy of the soul. You do got an enemy. You got an adversary. You got somebody who's going to be fighting against you tooth and toenail everywhere you turn. He will move in, in your mind in ways like you can't imagine. Hallelujah. And um, the Bible says we shouldn't be ignorant of his devices. It's one reason why it's important to go over these things. Now, Satan, the enemy of the soul, his past, his present, his future. Now, we have covered in the last uh, uh, two or three weeks um, his past, uh, dealing with his origin and uh, how he originated, what he, uh, uh, what he was and what he did before the fall, and we've covered all of that. Uh, and uh, his past, when we talk about his past, 
we're talking about really eternity past. Um, and, and the present, uh, uh, that's his past, and that's what we've covered already. And now we're, gonna, we're, we're moving on, and we actually began a little bit last week. Uh, his, um, his present. Uh, and uh, when we refer to his present, we are actually going, going back to the entrance uh, of man on the scene because Satan's past took place before uh, Adam's creation. Uh, and it, it, it's in eternity past. His present actually began when the earth was created and uh, and Adam um, was made uh, and um, and all of that and we are uh, we talked about that a little bit last week so we're going to um, we're going to talk about Satan the enemy of our soul and we're going to talk about the present his present we we know now that uh, that he failed he was an archangel. There was a war in heaven. He was kicked out. Amen. Uh, and uh, now we're going to talk about his present. Uh, what, is, what is Satan today? What, how does he work? How does he move? What does he do in, in, uh, in, in, in your life? Um, I want to start out with first, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 uh, and verses 3 and 4. And I think this scripture is very much important, uh, and uh, uh, it gives us some insight about uh, the devil's present. said, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, the God of this world, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Uh, I hear people all times uh, say, well, I just don't understand how some people just can't see the truth of the gospel and can't understand it. Because uh, people seem to be fairly well intelligent, educated, but how come they can't see this and understand this the way we see it and whether we understand it. Because, folks, we forget that we one time, we were blinded too. And Satan has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Amen. He's got spiritual blinders on them. Now, he is now the God of this world. He's the God of this world. This is His present state. How in the world did He get to be the God of this world? How did that happen? Well, you've got Adam to thank for that. Because if you remember, and I don't, I didn't, I don't have this scripture up, but you can go back to Genesis, and you'll find that God gave Adam, Brother Donald, dominion over everything this earth is and this earth contains. Adam was in charge. He had dominion. But when he listened 
to the enemy, and he fell. He lost it. Satan took what Adam had. There's a reason why Jesus Christ was called the second Adam, more, more than one. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful some teaching and studying in that. Hallelujah. Amen. It's really another thing that we, well, we can't get into right now. But Satan now, he's the God of this world. Now, when he rose up against the God of heaven, and we talked about it because of his pride and everything, and he said, I'm going to rise up above the throne of God and all that stuff, the devil lost everything that he had. It was all taken away from him. He had nothing. He was a fallen spirit being. Amen. He had no place, no right, no authority, nothing. He didn't have anything until he tricked Adam and Eve. It's kind of like you getting shasted by a good uh, fast-talking salesman. Amen. I've been there. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. 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 He, get, he, he, he gave it all up. Satan didn't have anything. He didn't have no control. He didn't have no power. He didn't have nothing. And... Uh, problem with Adam, see, and Eve, they didn't read the fine print on the contract. Hallelujah. I've been there and I've done that. Hallelujah. you got to watch that fine. You ever, you ever seen a commercial on TV where they tell you all this good stuff and everything, and then down at the bottom of it after it's over, the, the fine print that's, that's so little and so, so quick, there's no way you can read it all. Amen. And... Uh, you know, and we went through the stuff. You know, we done talked about that. You know, uh, uh, Satan told Eve, says, well, God knows if you eat, if you eat of this tree that you're going to be like him. He always puts the good stuff out, you know. And, uh, and sadly, they didn't read the fine print. And uh, because of that, that's how Satan became the god of this world. He took Adam's dominion. He took his dominion. He's the god of this world. He's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of control over things, but he but he he don't have the power. We're fixing to see that some people think he's got. Uh, said, in whom the god of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Uh, there is another scripture that, that's kind of linked to that, found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. That's the devil. That's the devil. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. A whole lot of people are food. They think that they're living life their way on their terms with nobody telling them what to do. And I'm going to tell you what, folks. If you ain't saved, if you ain't a child of God, you ain't nothing but a chump. Hallelujah. The devil's got, the devil's got you on the string 
Amen. And, and every time he pulls, uh, he pulls for you to raise one hand, he, you do it. Hallelujah. You have not got no control without Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Satan, he's the prince of the power of the air. It's the spirit that now works in the sons of um, uh, disobedience. Uh, but I want to change speed right here, right now. And I want to talk about how Satan gets his way with people and how, how he does to really move. Because remember, he lost everything in the fall. And everything he's ever got since then, he's had to get it by stealing through deception. He has no power on his own. He has no authority on his own. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I want to go ahead. I want, I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 15. Now, this is talking about, if you go back uh, and uh, above that in Ephesians 2, uh, 13, 14, and through that, it talks about Jesus and what he did at Calvary. And said, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, what does that mean? mean I got the same scripture in the New King James Version look what that word spoiled actually means in the Greek having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle come out Jesus did made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it talking about his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Hallelujah. He defeated the devil. <laughs> Glory to God. The devil might be carrying around an M16, but he don't have no, uh, he don't have no, weapon, uh, no, no, no bullets for it. That's right. Hallelujah. Because Jesus disarmed him. Why in the world do we want to run around scared to death over somebody, amen, who's been disarmed? Jesus defeated him. He conquered him. He triumphed over him. Hallelujah. The key to us overcoming the enemy is learning how to walk in the victory that Jesus has already won. Don't try to win it yourself. You will lose. You will fall flat on your face every time. You can't do it. Jesus already has done it. He's already triumphant. The devil's beaten. Not in the future. A lot of us, um, you know, and we talk and we preach and we teach and everything. We can't wait till the day you know, I'm read the end of the book and we win. Let me tell you something. You ain't going to end win at the end of the book. You won right now. If you got what you claim you got, you've already won. That's one reason how that the devil gets the upper hand through deception. He makes people think a certain way. He'll make you think you got to fight this battle. Why should 
I, you, or anybody else fight a battle that's already been fought and won. What we've got to do is claim the victory that's already been given to us. Hallelujah. Amen. This is so important that needs to be driven home in the churches today that sadly it's not being driven home. Hallelujah. This is part of the truth of the gospel. Hallelujah. We ain't waiting for the future to see the devil defeated. Jesus took care of that. Hallelujah. He having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. Now, now I want to talk about uh, the power. What what authority? What power does Satan have? What is it in his in his bag of tricks that he uses to control so many people? Uh, to get the better half of so many people if he's been disarmed. Now, that's a justifiable question. If Jesus defeated him, why are we having so much trouble? Amen. That's, that's a reasonable question. I mean, there's nothing unreasonable about that. But I want to talk about the answer. Sister Susan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He, uh, let me, let me, I don't, I don't know if this will make any sense or not. Uh, but let me, let me try to, let me try to say it this way. Look at your flesh, your carnal mind. Uh, and I wish I had um, one uh, one here with me. But when we talk about your flesh, you're, a- you're actually talking about your mind, uh, your, the carnal mind. That's what is an in- intimate against God, the Bible says. Look at your flesh, your carnality, as a glove, and Satan's spirit slips into that like a glove. And he's able to manipulate and use your flesh and your uh, and your carnal mind through through his deception. And we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, that's that's how he. And it's really is it's it's really all it's really all linked together through your carn through our carnality uh, because that's what Satan uses. That's what he depends on. That's what he depends on. Uh, because, you know, what did James say about temptation? Yeah. He said, yeah. But going back, going back before that, he said, let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. He says, because God don't tempt nobody. He said, he said, but every man, and this is woman too, is tempted when they are enticed and drawn away by their own lust. You see, if Eve, and I heard Brother Bobby talking about this in a Sunday school lesson, 
since we've been here. Uh, we don't know how long a time span was, but I'm going to tell you what, and, and, and I believe this to be fact. I think that Eve walked by that forbidden tree probably a hundred times. And every time she walked, she walked just an inch or two closer. And if she didn't have a lust for that tree in her mind, Satan could have, couldn't have done what he did. Right. Because that's the only way you can reconcile the, the book of James when he says every man uh, sins when he uh, lusts when he's drawn away with his own lust. She had to be lusting for that for a while. You've got to open the door. That's it, yeah. Right. 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 Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right, because see, there in the fall, when Adam disobeyed God, his whole being became corrupt. He became what uh, what theologians say. If you if you if you study theologians, like uh, when you go to Bible college, whatever they call it, inherited depravity. Inherited depravity. Adam's mind became darkened. And uh, the power Satan has today, we get him. The only power Satan has over you is what you give him. Amen. It's kind of like the little guy up there sticking out and waving the white flag, I surrender. You know, uh, that, uh, that flesh, you know, he knows how to pamper the flesh. You know, he knows how to pet the flesh in a carnal mind. Amen. And, and you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, they've talked about, you know, there, there's, there's, uh, there's, no, there's no pleasure in sin, uh, no pleasure uh, uh, in the world. But that's, that's not true. Uh, what, what did the Bible talk about um, was it was it Moses? Uh, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose rather to suffer the affliction with God that enjoyed the pleasures of sin for a season. Hey, there's some fun out there in the world. Don't kid yourself. Amen. Right. There's consequences. Amen. But there's things out there, as, as Greg says, that, uh, that knows how to entice us, you know. And Satan uses that, and then like Sister Susie said, we open the door. We give him his power by opening the door. We give him his power by opening the door. And the biggest way that Satan does that, he uses deception. The Bible said he's a liar, but not only a liar, something else about a liar. 
Anybody remember? Right. He, that's, that's what I was wanting, Brother Darrell. The father of it. He's the one that created a lie in the first place. Amen. And he uses deception uh, to, get, um, to get his way. Uh, and that's, uh, that's, what, that's what he does. Um, he comes uh, like, a, like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Amen. Uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Uh, and uh, I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going my time, I'm going to wrap up my part in case there's any more questions or comments. I'm going to end tonight's by this final scripture, and I want you to understand something that uh, it's important that we know this. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Uh, Brother Hale's uh, son, and one of pastors in Murfreesboro, he wrote a song several years ago. I'm sure Greg is, uh, knows the one I'm talking about. He's probably heard him play and sing it. Satan ain't got no power. You know, and he gets down there like Jerry Lee on the keyboard. You know, uh, and, um, uh, and, and uh, the song song's pretty good. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You, through Jesus Christ, have the power of the enemy. It's up to you whether you're going to open the door or not. You know, it's kind of uh, the contrast, and we're talking about the conflict between light and darkness. Let's put that conflict um, uh, up there. Jesus said in Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you open unto me, I will enter in, sup with you, you with me. But guess what? Uh, it ain't always Jesus. What's, what, what's that country singer? She put out that song. She's about, Somebody's knocking. No, Lord. <laughs> Lord, it's the devil. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, I forget. I forget the lady who did. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so Jesus, uh, always be careful. What, uh, you, uh, you better use the peephole. <laughs> you better. <laughs> You better use the people because here again, uh, the nightlife is not the only thing Satan uses. Satan also uses religion. Mm -hmm. Amen. Go ahead, Sister Mary.
<laughs> yeah. 